Debates over homework in American education date back more than a century, and its value is once again being weighed against possible negative consequences for family life and children's well-being. A growing number of schools have gone so far as to enact strict limits on the amount of homework teachers assign or to ban the practice altogether. But what exactly is the nature of the homework problem in American education? Are students assigned too much homework or not enough? Should policymakers focus instead on the quality of the assignments students are given and the supports available to them in the home? I'm Marty West, editor of Education Next, and I'm joined today by Janine Bempeshat, clinical professor of human development at the Boston University Wheelock College of Education and Human Development, and the author of the new article, The Case for Quality Homework, that will appear in the winter 2019 issue of the journal and is available now at educationnext.org. Janine, welcome to the Ednext podcast. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. So as a parent of two boys in third and sixth grade, each of whom has just experienced a substantial jump in his homework load, I read your article with great interest, and particularly its advice for parents. I'm very excited for this conversation. But let's start with the basic facts. How much homework do American students do, and how does that compare with their peers abroad? We know from a variety of surveys that American students do about an hour of homework during the week, during the school week. On average? On average. An hour across the entire week? On average across the entire week. And what grade level are we speaking about? We're talking about, um, in this particular case, we're talking about 17-year-old students who we might expect to be doing the most homework because they're in the second to last or last year of high school. In fact, we find that they report doing less than an hour of homework a night on average. And how does this compare with what experts who have presumably weighed in on the uh, level of homework that students should experience uh, at different grade levels? How does it compare with their recommendations? One set of recommendations I hear often is the so-called 10-minute rule. Can you tell us about the origins of that and what that would lead us to expect. Yes, Dr. Harris Cooper at Duke University introduced the notion of the 10-minute rule. And the idea is that students should have homework in accordance with their grade level. So 10 minutes in the first grade, 40 minutes in the fourth grade. That tends to fall apart as students get older, because as they get older, the demands of the school are much stronger. And it's hard for a ninth grader, for example, to be given 90 minutes of homework when he or she has five or six classes that they're pursuing and may have at least a half hour of homework a night in each of those or more. So the recommendation for elementary school children, just so I understand, is it 10 minutes per day per subject or 10 minutes overall? 10 minutes overall, but it's hard to know from the research whether that includes reading because all teachers like students to do at least a half hour of reading in the evening, whether they do it themselves or are read to by their parents or some combination of reading with their parents. And you ultimately argue that the question of whether homework boosts achievement in the short run is too narrow a question to ask, but presumably that's the first question that people often ask and uh, has informed these recommendations. So let's start with the evidence on that question. Why is it so difficult to answer and what, if anything, can we say? It's been problematic at the elementary school level to show that homework boosts academic achievement. And that may be for a variety of reasons that researchers have pointed out, including the fact that children aren't able to concentrate as well when they are younger. I think largely it's because teachers have different goals for young students. Teachers choose to assign homework in the early grades in order to set in motion the kinds of skills 
and attitudes around homework that children are going to need increasingly as they get older. So teachers report that they assign homework to begin to instill a sense of responsibility, to begin to get children to understand the importance of planning and organization. So teachers, in fact, at the elementary school level report that they assign homework not so much for the content, but more for the ability to enhance the kinds of learning skills, study habits, if you will, that children will call on increasingly as they get older. And that's what you argue is ultimately the greatest value of homework, right? That uh, it is cultivating these um, uh, beliefs about learning and the skills associated with academic success that may not translate immediately into measurable increments in achievement. Indeed, and that's why I think the argument that homework should be greatly reduced or even eliminated in elementary school is misguided because if we did that, we would be depriving children and their parents, I might add, of very important opportunities to instill these kinds of learning orientations. There's also a big methodological challenge, as I understand it, in the homework research in that uh, it's almost entirely correlational rather than experimental. And so that makes it challenging to know exactly what to infer. I could imagine teachers assigning more homework when they think student skills are lagging, for example, and that might lead us to uh, find that homework is associated with lower levels achievement when reality, the causal arrow is running in the opposite direction. Right. So that's the issue of causality is a difficult one. Certainly at the elementary school level, it's very difficult to design an experimental study. You can't, you can imagine how difficult it might be for in, in one school for two fifth grade classrooms to have homework and two fifth grade classrooms not to have homework or two schools in a district to have homework and two schools not to have homework. So that's why it's, um, it's been problematic. What we know, though, at the high school level is that, actually beginning in middle school, that home, there is a strong and positive correlation between homework completion and academic achievement. It is indeed a correlation, but there is so much evidence over so many years in that direction that it's hard to, to dismiss that finding as spurious. I see. So at the elementary school level, that's where the correlation is unclear, but it becomes exactly. much stronger and positive at the middle and high school level. Exactly. If the ultimate value of homework or the most important value, especially in the elementary grades, is developing these positive beliefs about learning, these organizational skills that facilitate academic success over the course of student schooling, what makes for quality homework? Quality homework is homework that really speaks to the child. Quality homework is engaging. Quality homework is relevant to their lives. Quality homework can sometimes include worksheets. Many people talk about busy work as being worksheet after worksheet. But in some subjects, that's necessary. In mathematics, for example, math teachers know the value of practice over and over and over again. And so in a topic, in a subject like math, Worksheets can be very helpful, but in general, quality homework is that, that that is engaging, that's relevant, that gives students autonomy, choice of what they would like to do, that allows them to work in groups, to work on projects, that engages them in their community and their families. And in the article, you provide some examples of how teachers might design an, ass an assignment so that it actually doesn't consist heavily of uh, the type of busy work that is not useful, but rather 
uh, is more efficient in providing the opportunities for engagement. Can you give us an example of what that might look like when it's done well? Sure. For example, I recall my own children um, spending hours on dioramas when they were in elementary school. Instead of a diorama, teachers might ask children to take on the persona of a historical figure and be interviewed by a family member about their lives. Something that would be much less time-consuming and likewise more engaging, where the focus would be on the substance rather than whether you can cut out the uh, cardboard characters for your diorama. Indeed. Um, and I imagine that technology provides a variety of ways to actually facilitate this type of efficient focus on the substance uh, these days. I know that my children are sometimes asked now to record themselves explaining their thinking about a math problem in a way that I think allows them to proceed more efficiently through the material uh, in a way that allows the teacher to look more deeply at their thinking. Yes, that's a very good example. Um, and another important takeaway from your article is that parents can make a huge difference in realizing the value of homework. What exactly should parents be doing? And more to the point, what shouldn't they be doing? Parents should not be doing their children's homework. Parents have such an important role to play in modeling for their children how to deal with difficulty, how to, conf how to confront challenge. They can provide their children a safe um, a safe emotional space to vent their frustration and then provide them with ideas for how they might get through a problem. Where do you think you went wrong? Start over at the beginning. Let's look at that step by step. The important thing is for parents to be supportive and not intrude, and not intrude on children's homework experience because that fosters a lack of confidence. Children need to struggle a bit in order to sort their way through a problem, and parents can be there to support that struggle. In my experience, the greatest temptation is, in fact, to step in and do it for them, to, uh, you know, uh, take ownership when uh, it's certainly the most efficient way to get through the task of getting homework done. It's certainly the easiest way to get through, especially when there's a whole evening ahead of you of baths and bedtime and other things going on. But at the end of the day, it really isn't in children's best interests. Now, this fact that you just acknowledged that parents really make a critical difference for the value of homework to the child is, I think, one of the reasons why people have concerns about homework. They realize that not all parents are equally positioned to uh, be available to support the child's homework, uh, that they may not have the uh, educational background that would allow them to do so effectively and that as a result, relying heavily on homework to try to transmit essential skills is somehow inequitable. How do you respond to that set of concerns? It's been very troubling to me, this notion that homework punishes the poor. There is no parent who does not care about their children's academic achievement and educational trajectory. Every parent cares about their children's learning. I think one of the most important findings from the literature on parent involvement is that parents don't actually have to help with homework completion in order for children to do well on their homework and to do well in school. Parents can do many things apart from actually helping with homework that foster children's learning. Helping them organize a study space, providing snacks, being there as a support, having children work together in groups, siblings doing their homework together around a table, or getting friends to come over and working on homework together. 
all of these things are critical in children's academic learning. Again, parents don't have to help with homework in order for children to do well on homework. And are there ways that schools can help parents do a better job of supporting children in their homework in the right way? Do we have interventions or programs that have been designed to leverage parents as a support for students? One of the most well-known and successful programs is Joyce Epstein's uh, TIPS program, Teachers Involve Parents in Schoolwork. Joyce Epstein is at Johns Hopkins. And hers is a program that works with teachers to design interactive homework experiences so that there are worksheets that kids take home where they explain to their, they work through a worksheet, explain to their parent what they did that day in a particular topic and show their parents how they solve a problem. Then there's a spot for parents to ask children questions, a spot for children to ask their parents questions, and at the very end, a spot for parents to report to teachers how it went. And what do we know about the effectiveness of schools adopting that? Schools who adopt that program find that children do exceedingly well across subjects, particularly in math, in English language learning, and in science. Now, the overall thrust of your article is that homework is valuable and that efforts to reduce it or ban it altogether are apt to do more harm than good. But surely there are some places where the homework burden that students experience is excessive and it translates into adverse consequences for their overall well-being, perhaps even for their academic success. How do we find the right balance for those communities and uh, how common a problem do you think that is? I think it's a big problem in middle class and affluent communities. The stories that we hear are real stories of kids in high school being burdened with three, four, five, or more hours of homework. And that's problematic for physical health, mental health, overall well-being. And there are programs in, in place now, such as Denise Pope's Challenge Success, that encourage schools and families to work together to find ways to minimize the homework burden and foster in children a greater sense of balance in their lives. And of course, that's very difficult to do when one of the big drivers is the uh, pressure to gain admission to competitive colleges and universities, right? And so uh, it's hard to find that balance when uh, there's a great sort of cultural emphasis on, on that competition. Indeed, and imagine you're the parent watching parents around you enrolling their children in all kinds of extracurricular and enrichment activities because of this competitive nature, especially in, uh, in um, higher income communities. It's difficult. It's difficult to strike that balance. Now, we started our conversation by talking a bit about how much uh, homework American students are doing, uh, and we talked about it on average. I was struck by some of the data you presented from the PISA uh, study, this international study of student achievement, when it asked American high school students about how much work they do, uh, the students reported doing actually a bit more than average relative to other developed countries. But where America really stood out was in terms of differences in the amount of time spent on homework between more advantaged and disadvantaged students. So students in the top quartile of socioeconomic status reported doing three hours more homework each week than students in the bottom SES quartile, and this was a, a larger difference observed than any other country except Italy. Why do you think that's the case, and, and what should we do about it? I think a likely explanation is that 
schools may not have as high expectations for lower income students because of the burdens that their families carry. And I think schools bear the responsibility or should bear the responsibility for providing supports for kids to be able to get homework done. After school clubs, community supports, 4-H, um, the Y, all kinds of after school programs that can uh, help kids complete their homework, peer group support. I think it's, um, it, again, it does kids a disservice when our expectations are lower for them. It seems like the big danger in this conversation is that the legitimate concerns about the middle class and affluent communities that you just acknowledged might translate into broader skepticism about the value of homework that would uh, result in, you know, uh, a further lowering of expectations in terms of what students are asked to do across the, uh, the socioeconomic spectrum. Indeed, and I see that as a big problem. I think, um, I think the conversation around homework, to some extent, is a social class issue. To me, it's, um, it's an issue of, of, uh, of social justice. I think if we eliminate homework for all students because affluent students have too much, we're really doing a disservice for low-income students who need the assistance, who need the work. They're not, they need the challenge, and every student can rise to the challenge with enough supports in place. My guest today has been Janine Bempasha, Clinical Professor of Human Development at the Boston University Wheelock College of Education and Human Development, and the author of The Case for Quality Homework, available now at educationnext.org. Janine, thanks for being part of the podcast. Thank you. You've been listening to the EdNext Podcast. If you like what you've heard, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts so that you don't miss an episode. And while you're there, be sure to check out our archive and, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. It helps us find more listeners and more listeners find us.